Today's episode is sponsored by Open Studio, home of the Bass Access Pass, featuring content from the great Christian McBride, bass guru Bob DeBoo, and myself, Ruben Rogers. Included are weekly guided practice sessions and an online community of bassists from all over the world. Join today starting at $15 a month. For more information, visit openstudiojazz.com slash B-A-B. Missing in that beautiful Nothing, man. That was you know. had everything. It had rhythm, <laughs> had harmony, had melody. What else? It had vibe. What else? Well, right. What if only all music could be like that, right? <clears throat> yeah. Jokes, just jokes. Where are you going with this? Ruben? Where are you going with this? <laughs> well, it didn't have any chords. It didn't have any any piano players and guitar players just mucking it up. Mm. That's what it was. Uh oh. Right? Uh oh. Open no. Studio is not gonna like this oh, episode. It's so piano centric. It's keeping it real. Uh oh. Keeping it real. <laughs> No, 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 no. What's up, y'all? This is Ruben Rogers, and it's Bob DeBoo on the other side. What's up? Um, What's up? Another episode of Upright Citizens. We're talking about just cordless situations, cordless groups, um, circumstances, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, what, what is your experience with that, uh, Baba? Have you, have you played much in, in, uh, in cordless situations? Thankfully, yes. Uh-huh. I really enjoy it. Actually, yeah. it's it's it's. Uh-huh. I, I enjoy every chance we get to play, mm-hmm. obviously. But playing in cordless situations is is really. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I, I I've done a fair amount of that. I had a steady gig, mm-hmm. that was uh, about eight years mm-hmm. playing with this great tenor sax player here in St. Louis. That's a long Dave time. Stone. Hello. That's a long time. We would meet every Friday and play. It was a late night thing too for St. Louis at least. Mm-hmm. Eleven to three. It's a three a.m. bar. Hello. Uh yeah and. Uh, tenor sax bass and drums playing a bunch of standards and then getting a little bit more free with everything and it's just i mean those you fun. can really especially at those hours you can really get in some some, some stuff right because <laughs> oh yeah because by the end you don't have to worry about who's there <laughs> what oh in this particular place yeah it was open to it you know it was uh, the right space for that too you know uh, everybody was there digging it but the, the vibe has to be right for stuff like no that. No doubt. Right? I mean, personnel, yeah. hopefully also, you know, very sensitive mm-hmm. in that in, in those kind of situations. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I, it's, I've had a, a good run of, 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 of uh, cordless, you know, situations um, thrown in. I mean, obviously, uh, I was able to, I've been able to, to play with, 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 you know, Joshua Raman Trio for, I, I realized I was looking at my little um, playlist the other day. I mean, since... I, I've been playing with him for over 20 years, 20, 23 years or whatever, mostly in quartet, mm-hmm. but we've been playing a lot trio maybe in the past 12 to 13 years. Um, mm. Actually, you know, we'll get ready to do a bunch of gigs next next week, actually, in, in San Francisco. Um, nice. But I swear, it always seems like it's a new thing for me, get playing yeah. in, in, uh, in um trio format i mean I've, I've done mainly with sax trios i mean i've done mm-hmm. random stuff like with, with chris potter even this playing mm-hmm. just like electric trio too you know like electric Ooh. bass trio and uh you know some with charles lloyd and 
it, actually, you know, early on, I, w I did some things with me, some trumpet players. But uh, I would say for the most part, when it comes to cordless, uh, it was been with sax, sax trios, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's my, uh, my little trio resume. Thank you very much. Uh, little, little. I, I need to hear that electric, uh, that electric Chris Potter trio stuff. You need to send me that immediately. <laughs> Let's just say this, man. I, I remember, and we did it only a few times. And those that time, I, I remember my body being hurt, mm. aching from Whoa. playing. Like I exerted so much energy mm. in those in those kinds. Of, first of all, playing with Chris Potter, you, he's ridiculous he's I can like, only imagine it's like his whole thing is, is you know what I mean yeah, so you yeah. have to kind of like match that energy to make sure it's, it stays a certain you know, certain and I think uh, it was Eric Harlan probably I think was on on, 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 mm. on at least a couple of the gigs and uh, so mm. that energy was so ugh, was like ugh. I remember like <laughs> being aching going just dragging myself to the room to the bed like oh, I need some rest you know anyway <laughs> So, what, so yeah, I, I can only imagine those sound like dream situation, man. I, you know, but uh, what what kind of things go into, you know? Let's talk. Let's get into it. You know, we've got our personal stories, you know, about about being in those situations. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of variables no that come up in playing in a cordless trio mm -hmm. that uh, that we should, you know, bring up that mm -hmm. you know that we have to be on about and things to be open to. Yes, you know. So if we're talking about being in a cordless trio, we're not talking about necessarily not playing chords or not mm -hmm. playing harmonically we right. could be talking about that of course we right. could be talking about playing free entirely mm -hmm. but um if there are a, if we're playing a standard for mm -hmm. instance right you know it seems uh, all the situations that i've been in playing chordless there's a little bit more responsibility on each of the musicians to really mark the chords mm -hmm. and really mark the forms that are going on too right. mm -hmm. uh, but especially on the bass player to outline the harmony right but mm -hmm. what's what's fun with that is that you can kind of tweak it and not get in the way of any of the uh, the harmonic players. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. have these clashes? Like mm -hmm. you can, I mean, within reason. But uh, what what's what what do you feel about that? What well, I mean, the, the it's a fine line, right? It's mm -hmm. a fine line because you want to embrace the uh, the art of not having the chords, right? But not mm. miss it either, right? Not yes. miss that oh, you know, not to have the listener be like, I wish there was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> piano or, or or guitar or whatever you know, chordal instrument. So it's it's it's. Um, I remember uh, hearing an interview from Mark Turner. He was talking mm -hmm. about, uh, I guess it was this new group he was he had, or you know, maybe it wasn't new, but uh, Joe Martin was playing with him, and it was like mm -hmm. I think it's uh, uh, Marcus Gilmore on drums, and I think maybe Avi Shai going on on, on trumpet. And he mm. pointed out that that Joe Martin he loved his playing because he didn't try to to fill in where mm. the piano player um, was uh, missing what what was what was missing from that chair right yeah, and he yeah. he but he he embraced that it wasn't there and made the best music possible and and like like that's the beauty of that you know what I mean mm. so. Um, it's like you know, it's it's embracing that space. You know, mm. we have one of these bullet points. You know, and playing less and listening more is a, is something we could take not just from playing a trio through anything, but that's oh. thing, that's a big that's the biggest big part of playing trio. Um, but Definitely. also knowing when to turn it up. You know, 
don't overcompensate, mm. but know when to turn it up when 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 the music calls for it. And that situation on that always comes from from just uh, you know, I mean, experience really. Sure, sure. Trust, trust, experience. There you go. Being present, being aware of what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I love, I love what you just shared about uh, Mark Turner and uh, and Joe Martin. You know, like playing the role. Like, don't you don't have to be. Right. It doesn't have to drastically change what you do. Right. But you have to be aware of it. Yes. You know, be aware of it. So it's yeah. Until until it's really feeling Mm -hmm. right there. I mean, you know, uh, what 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 would you say? In, in, in your experience in playing and playing in, the, in those um, uh, tri- in the trio format, what would mm-hmm. you have in back of your mind sometimes that you have to lean in towards? Uh, did you feel like you had to like spell out a certain kind of chord change sometimes, or, or or play double stops a certain kind of way? Or I mean, is there anything that you can remember from right? That? No, not uh, not 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 on the double stop front for sure. Uh-huh. But uh, I think it depends on the type of tune that you're playing. Okay. Like in this particular trio, we play a fair amount of Ornette Coleman repertoire. Oh, okay. Or Wayne, you know, Wayne repertoire, and mm-hmm. there's just not enough time to completely outline some of that harmony, mm-hmm. especially in like the Wayne tunes, right? Yeah. Uh, but you you have to find that balance between really grounding the root. Yes. I think you know. I mm-hmm. think, and uh, that that would be my approach at least to make sure that the root movement is very very clear and we know what song we're playing before we as you said turn it up a little right. bit later in the tune so i think the arc of the song itself mm-hmm. you know really knowing where the bottom uh the bottom part fits versus the melody part fits right there you go. and and making sure that's all established mm-hmm. i like because you could start out by just putting substitutes anywhere well that's or, the thing i like what you just said the, 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 the key word you just said is the arc arcing the mm. arc of the, or the development of the right. song so that it doesn't sound like, well, I'm, you know, okay, let me break it down even more. I noticed, so I'm doing these gigs with, 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 with Josh. I mean, I've been playing with for many years, but he's also done many gigs with other uh, trio, other bassists, either when I can't make it or when he just said, you know what, I'm going to use somebody else for this other gig. So he mm. has these reference um, uh, recordings sometimes that he'll be like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is a tune that I maybe we didn't do before. Check it out, you know, mm. or or just to refresh memory, he, you know, sometimes his organization is like, I, I'm just pull this this track so you can remember. And it's so I've had a I have I've been able to hear different basses like do the same song, you mm. know, uh, that I probably know or don't know. And it's so interesting to hear the different personalities. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Go through, you know, only a few bases, but he, everyone has their own like thing on it or whatever. But what I've noticed, what I gravitate towards a lot of times is that arc. How the person decided like to 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 save, like implying that shop for until like later on in the song, or or decided yeah. early on to be like this is what the core changes. But also just being very bass-centric. I always feel like, you know, start from, like, really just, like, the basics and let the, you know, the air kind of latch on to that so that anything you do after that really enhances the whole thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes. So, um, you know, I, I know that's 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 my, my, my take on, 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 on um, playing in trio in general, just maybe shaping it in a certain way, arcing it in a way as and having that in the back of my mind all the time uh, mm. to, to shape the song a certain kind of a way, you know? Um, 
from the base chair. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, and, and you never want to be bullish about it, too. Like, exactly. if we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. adding in those things, like, mm-hmm. too soon, you know, maybe too soon, mm-hmm. or putting in a substitution, you know, that that the person you're playing with doesn't really want to have in there. Right, you know what I mean? Right, so right. you've got to find that, uh, as always, situational. It is situational, right? Find that balance. <laughs> and finding that balance. Exactly. <laughs> and be cool with it. You know, like, understand, we're here, we're still functioning as that role. Yeah. You know, the no base doubt. role is still there. We've yes. got to, you know, provide the bottom. Uh, you know, and and again, every situation might be different. Yes. You know? So No doubt. But uh, there's some great, it. great, uh, cordless recording situations too that I that I've really loved and mm-hmm. just a, a couple that come off the mind not even trio but even thinking duo um, there's this great album with uh, Ornette Coleman and Charlie Hayden where they're playing duo really do you know this I don't know about yeah, this it's called one. soaps it's called soap suds soap suds what and it's huh. it's it's interesting man it's it's really really interesting Charlie has some great recordings too where he's the leader uh-huh. you know uh, I think it's on the horizon label mm. but um anyways that's a really great one and, the, and another one that comes to mind is uh sam rivers with dave holland mm. you, you've heard heard those before where they're playing like nice and free and just open and just and exploring duo and yeah just duo. i don't and know they, I about that two of those you? thanks for pulling my coat tail. So, let me let me write this down in my in my well i didn't want to come out the gate just saying yeah you know the joshua edmonds trio of oh, you know God. where you're on Definitely. it with Hutch and, let that be low the, low, the on low on the list low on the list so good though <laughs> So good. Uh, you know. But what are some other cordless trio or cordless uh, recordings that that you're into? Ruben? Well, you know, I I love the Joe Henderson live at the Vanguard mm, um, records yeah. um, that usually uh, features um, Al Foster and drums on alternate. Yeah. I think there's a few of them actually, but it's mm-hmm. different uh, bassists on each. At least the two I'm referring to. I forgot that there's numbers to them. I just can't remember what they are now. But there's right. Ron Carter on a couple, and I think there's Rufus Reed on uh, on some others. And it's great to hear the contrast. To hear different, you know, you know, personalities. To hear Ron do his thing, and then hear Rufus do his thing. They're they're very distinct sounds and you know mm-hmm. approaches to, the, but very beautiful and very unique. Um, uh, you know styles, um, and and of course to to hear Joe Henderson just play so much harmony all oh. over it is ridiculous. Um, it sounds like he plays way. Uh, I mean, Joe's obviously yeah. you, you can't say enough about Joe, no. but it's it sounds like a certain kind of vibe yes. when he's in that situation yes. too. Yes. You know, be, yeah. And I, I was fortunate to hear uh, actually George Mraz uh, and um, Al Force with Joe Henderson before he before he passed. That was his regular oh, wow. trio that he he toured with a lot. That was oh, incredible. Wow. That was sure. really, really, really incredible oh. to see that live. Um, um, also, I mean, of course, the you know we've probably talked about this record a bunch. You know, Sonny Rollins at the Vanguard. Um, oh yeah, Wilbur, Wilbur, Wilbur Ware and and uh, Elvin Jones. Also, there's um, Way Out West. You know uh, mm. that Sonny did with um, with Ray Brown. Um, I think it was it Shelly. Who was on? Who's on drums? I forget who's on drums now. It's horrible. I, man? I don't Shelly know. Man? I don't know. I, I should know, but I, I think don't it's know. Shelly Man. Forgive us. It is. It is a very bass centric uh, podcast, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's uh, a drummer on that record. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, one of my yeah. favorites that comes that comes to mind too. Uh, just to pivot back to to Ornette is, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about it's not a trio, but the shape of jazz to come. Yes. That band, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, Ornette in the in the '60s with Charlie Hayden, no Billy Higgins. Yes. And, uh, yes. Why am I blanking Love on the trumpet? Uh, Don you know. Cherry, you know. You know, and so uh, good. And we, you know, we bring it to 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 the 21st century. I mean. You know, fly. You know, with with uh, you know, 
mm-hmm. Jeff Ballard, Larry Grenadier, and, and Mark Turner. They, that is a very, very special trio. I've, oof, I got to see them live too, and it's just like it's so mind-boggling those three together. Between the compositionals, sorry, yeah. the compositions, and yeah. just the 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 powers they all have on the instruments, and so much music coming out of the the. the from the stage, it was just, I, I, it just, it just blew me away. Uh, mm. So I would say they def, they definitely, you know, lift the level of trio playing to a whole nother thing um, in the 21st century. And you know, there's so much more we could, you know, name and we could stay here for days, but we're gonna sure. stop there for now. Um, <laughs> but if you <laughs> haven't gotten out and playing in a cordless situation, mm-hmm. you'll go explore. Because even even just playing, you know, we talked a little bit more about trios, perhaps, or playing with drummers. But even just playing duo, yes. Like at the same sax player I was mentioning earlier too, we had mm-hmm. a regular standing gig just playing duo, and yes. I learned a ton doing that yes. too. Yes, yes. You know, it's a whole other thing. You know, that's a playing whole other thing. The bobs and weaves and and time. You know. Uh, exploration yeah. and where the beat lays sometimes and knowing how to give and take and do all yeah it's 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 a it's a thing well maybe we can talk about that in another podcast huh? that'd be a good one yeah anyway. yeah playing without drummers anyway yeah. here we are anyway we've reached that point again i know everyone's just shaking their head oh, tears coming side, down but we're going to wrap yeah. it up another uh episode of upright citizens and and uh, thank you for joining us bob uh, once again thank you for being here with me uh vomiting oh. based stuff and Completely uh, my pleasure. we're yeah. gonna continue doing this all right we're not going anywhere y'all we're not going anywhere <laughs> and thanks so much everybody listening and tuning in thanks so much for for, for being with us we really appreciate it all right, so till next time ruben peace be well peace safe travels